From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me as always is Mr. Corey Banky, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I'm coming to you live from our LiveX studio in Midtown Manhattan. Corey joins us live from Green Bay, Wisconsin, across the street from Lambeau Field, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we head into the bye week, secure in the knowledge that the Packers are Super Bowl contenders after a big win over the Los Angeles Rams. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got... Can't hear you, Corey. So I'm, uh, I'm assuming everyone can hear me. Aaron Rodgers. We got the bad. We got the special teams. We got the ugly. We got uh, Aaron Donald. What's he got to do to get a flag? I literally cannot hear Corey. So this is going to be a real fun show. Corey, you want to send smoke signals? <laughs> I, I had you before. We had, literally right before we went live. Totally had you. Now I got nothing. Well. I hear us on YouTube. I see so. your mouth moving. <laughs> I can kind of hear the echo of your voice in the control room through the glass. But that's it. That's all I got. Literally all, right. all I got. Well, I can hear you. So, Corey, so I don't know. Why, why don't you uh, tell the fine folks about uh, you know, what's coming up <laughs> in the show? And maybe someday I'll hear Aaron. you. <laughs> I love how we started the stream. We were talking to each other the entire time before the stream. And then, uh, all, and then all of a sudden, right when we go live, you can't hear Aaron. Aaron can't hear me. But, oh, um, I got him. Now I got him. Uh, yeah. Now I hear him. Whatever there you hit. There we go. Whatever right. you hit. So we did the – Nagler, we did the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it actually, I watched it on YouTube. We did a good job. So you did a good job. Uh, <laughs> I could You did a good job. And, you know, it's a funny, it's a funny start here. Uh, oh, here we go. You I know, love it. Uh, I love it. We already have, like, 12 pages of chat. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, that's what happens um, when you so, start a half hour you know, late. So uh, we apologize for that. I got two. Two pages of notes for you people, so I'm Two glad everybody who waited around. Everyone who waited around, you are going. You are in for a special treat. Okay, so <laughs> so welcome. Thanks for being here, and oh. uh, you know what? It's it's time for the hotness. It is I'm time over the show. I am now. I am hotness. now. I am the MC of the show. Let's do the hotness. Let's absolutely. Go. Let's go. Oh yeah, fresh right. TV. It's time for the hotness. <laughs> that is so good. I could just listen to that all night. I love it so much. Um, obviously, a lot of great throws from Aaron Rodgers, lots of great runs from A.J. Dillon, tons of great receptions, touchdowns, what have you. But there was only one possible play that we could highlight oh, yeah. as the hotness this week. Let's roll this. This is obviously the hotness with Razul Douglas coming in hot. On a Matt Stafford throw, look at this gentleman here, high-stepping into the end zone, mm, and then Roy a Butler. pretty good Lambo leap. Not not great, but pretty good. Uh, I just Better wanted than AJ Dillon. I wanted one. to highlight this. Look at it. This. this is a defensive back knowing he has a right mm. to the football. You have a right as a defender. Too many guys worry about, oh, I don't want to get the. I don't want to get the penalty, what have you. No, 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 no. You have a right to exist in space, and you have a right to the football. And that's what Razul did there. He had a right to it. He took what was his, and he went to the house. That 
ladies and gentlemen, is the hotness. Love it. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. Uh, speaking of Razul Douglas, let's get to the news because he leads off the news with uh, mm, winning news. NFC Defensive Player of the Week. I mean, we got Devondre Campbell winning Defensive Player of the Month a couple months ago. Now we got Douglas winning NFC Defensive Player of the Week. What a, All these defenders winning Player of the Week in Month. What? Is this Green Bay, Wisconsin? What? Um, speaking of weird. Devondre Campbell, like it, unfortunately, uh, Devondre Campbell did go on the COVID-19 reserve list yesterday. I guess you could say it's a good thing, the timing, Devondre Campbell going on a COVID list right after they head out for the bye week. So hopefully he doesn't have to miss any game action. I mean, I think he'll probably be you know, out for – much of practice next week, but hopefully back mm-hmm. for the Bears game. Uh, and hopefully he's feeling all right. I mean, obviously they don't release whether a guy actually has it or not or if he's just in close contact, etc. I haven't seen any reporting around it, so hopefully he's okay. Uh, and then finally, Cheesehead TV News, Aaron Rodgers will not have surgery unless he will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is so oh, all of the map. Dear. It's like... We get reports saying, though, he's not going to have surgery. And then it's, oh, well, we're going to see where things are. And then he goes on McAfee and, oh, Monday we're going to reassess and blah, blah, blah. So, for now, Aaron Rodgers will not have surgery. But he might. I don't know. We'll see. Although I did love Aaron Rodgers throwing the coaching staff under the bus for apparently leaking it. I don't don't know. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. Uh, QB1 blaming the training staff for leaks to the media. Well, so, no, he specifically said coaches. So, he co- there's coaches who blabbed uh, to the media is what he said. It seemed to me. So there's a couple things, right, that I took kind of like the whole way he interprets the whole thing that went down with COVID toe is definitely not what most people perceive, <laughs> which no. I think is very interesting. Not right? at all. He's like, everybody who knows me knows it's a joke. And it's like, actually, a lot of people didn't. Like, a lot of people. Like, a ton of people. Like, everybody I talked to in Green Bay was like, is he kidding? What's going on? Like, does he not understand that this is a thing? Blah, blah, blah. The second thing is, I wrote down, because I watched a clip today, blaming the training staff. It felt like he was, it felt like, and maybe that was just my perception, it felt like he was calling out someone. Because I even put, I didn't put Red Batty, but I was like, I was trying to remember, like, all the names of the training staff. Nate Weir and stuff like that. But Nate's like, what is the best buzz? There's no way. He's calling out Nate. No way. I hear you, but but it's just seemed like the way that he was saying, like it was a coach overhearing it. You know what right, I mean? Right. It, it felt like, and so I literally maybe put, one of the so training who, staff talked to the coach. Are we going exactly. right, right. is, is, uh, to get a comment from the Packers on who they think leaked the information <laughs> of to the course media? Not. From, from, of course not. Well, this... but but this is this is supposed to be how the media works, right? Aaron Rodgers says something, and then everybody's supposed to ask the questions. Right. right? Well, it's like he's he's he knows he's, he's driving not the calling bus. for an investigation, but he's driving the. <laughs> bus right now he's you know what definitely i mean driving the he ba- bus. i mean it's funny like if you look at that clip he's almost calling for an investigation on who leaked to the media by the way well it's funny is, too because you remember the article from michael silver a couple years ago i want to say like yeah 14 15 like he had a quote to mike about how like oh it took us a while but we got all the leakers out of 1265 lombardi like that was he and ted were in lockstep about that like they wanted nothing to do with guys who talked to the media and you know to this day i'll say that's one of the big reasons that Alonzo never had a shot, you know, because he loved to talk to the media. It probably still does. Um, but, like, you know, they were, like, really dead set on getting anybody who had loose lips out of 1265 Lombardi, whether it was a coach, personnel, whoever. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised. 
that makes sense though that a train a trainer or somebody would have said something to somebody on the coaching staff, and then somebody on the coaching staff talked to whoever in the media. I mean, there's yeah. tons of people who know, you know, there's tons of relationships. Well, and he did he did say it was probably like an off the you know you think you're somebody's your friend, thing, exactly. you think you're just like saying your something off, just the talking, cuff, off the record. Exactly. I don't think right? it was nefarious, um, and I don't think he thinks it was nefarious. No. I just think no. he thinks somebody can't keep their mouth shut. But, you know, it's a fucking toe. You know, we're going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Aaron Rodgers, let's talk about the offense. And let's talk about yeah a, a guy, speaking of, playing on a bum wheel with a busted toe, this guy played the best game of his season. And I know he's put up numbers and he's thrown all sorts of touchdowns and what have you, and he's looked good, and he's looked down, and he's looked up, and whatever. But I'm telling you, this Rams game, especially if you go back and watch it, holy cow. I mean, you talk about a master at work in the sense of not only clearly early on, you got to get the ball out of his hands quickly because he knows how formidable that front is. But, man, just even on third and longs, when he knows those guys up front aren't going to hold up, he knows they're not going to stave off Aaron Donald, Von Miller, what have you. Like, they do a good job for the most part, but there are plenty of instances where that pocket collapses. He can't even step up or into throws and he gets the ball out, whether it's a throwaway or whether it's a, you know, a, a, he had a couple of were absolute darts, but he absolutely showed everybody. Yeah. I'm still Aaron fucking Rogers in that game. And it's not getting outside the pocket. It's not the stuff on the, on the edge, right. That we all got, Used to when he was younger in 2016, what have you. But, God damn, that was a good game at the quarterback position, which was absolutely the difference. I mean, you look at those two teams. I mean, what's the big difference? The freaking quarterback. Like Matt Stafford putting the ball in jeopardy a couple of times, putting it on the ground once, get throwing it to the other team the other time. Aaron Rodgers, anytime something wasn't there or, you know, anytime he felt it was gone, the ball was out of his hands and only his guy was going to get it or the sideline was going to get it. Like, that was an absolute masterclass from Aaron Rodgers on Sunday afternoon. I think it's interesting that, you know, I was looking at some of the offensive stats uh, midseason and and I'm trying to do a I'm trying to get more trajectory because I feel like I have this I have this idea in my head and you kind of see it in the numbers where. You know, we're, we're middling, right? Passing, rushing, everything uh, as far as the offense goes. And then you see green shoots places. And early on in the season, you saw green shoots in uh, the 20-plus uh, 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 passing attempts at 20-plus. We are right. number two in 40-plus, which is pretty cool. Suddenly, and that's right? a you've had to Aaron these Rogers, last six quarters right? from Rodgers. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But we were, what's funny is we've always been pretty high in the 40 plus and 20 plus, which, you know, I know in watch parties, your thing is, okay, we're, why are we bombing it? Why are we bombing it? It's like, you got to have a lot of attempts (laughs) in order to get those, those numbers up. But the other thing is there is some, um, there is some movement in the improvement on, um, you know, uh, we're, we're 10th and 11th or 10th in passing attempts, 11th in, in completions, 18th in getting sacked, which fundamentally is not a good place to be if you're the Green Bay Packers. So I wonder if, you know, he's finally had some kind. He talked about it in the Pat McAfee show uh, yesterday. And he talked about, it was when he was talking about his relationship with Devontae and talking about Devontae making some of the the moves that he made. And then uh, he talked about winning football plays. 
And the play that he mentions is actually, I remember it distinctly when we were watching in Watch Party. It's one of my favorite plays. It's a classic dink and dunk. Like, hey, early on, I'm going to take A.J. in the flat. It looks like a simple play. They need six yards. They get seven or eight. I love They get a first down. They move the chains. And it's a great classic example. It's actually a West Coast offense type play, right? Right. Whatever the hell you want to call it. And it's one of those where he's making a decision early on. On, um, about who he's, you know, who he's going to, who he's going to give the ball to, and he calls it, you know, the first down fundamentals, which that, or he calls it a winning football play, and I get down to like first down and fundamentals. Like, I wonder if, you know, his self scout, he's starting to see. Um, you know where the deficiencies are, and he's starting to adjust to those deficiencies. I by had that same kind of thought, especially coming off the Seattle game, early in the Seattle game, where it was really frustrating, right, and. It was very apparent that, you know, just just to stay on the field as an offense, right? But that play to AJ is a perfect example, and I was so glad he highlighted it because it is a dump-off, essentially, and you don't yep. think much of it. But, it, but it's an early dump, in, though, it, right? Yeah, it's, it's a early, choice, right? And it gets you yep. going, and it gets you move the chains and keep on the, stay on the field, extend drives, and that allows you more plays, more chance to get into a rhythm, efficiency offensively, like – all of it plays into each other. I that's what I mean. Like, man, if this guy is hitting his stride right now here on the back end of the season, good luck, NFL. Good luck. Cause this guy and this offense has been, you know, fits and starts. It's looked good at times. Yeah. And it's looked rough at other times. And but hasn't been nearly as efficient as it was last year. But if it starts being efficient the way it was in 2020, good luck. Because holy Toledo, they got oodles of talent. They got a quarterback who's playing at an insanely high level, coming off this game anyway. I mean, very promising. You're talking about green shoots. You, I mean, these are some major roots taking place. Um, yeah, well, and, and I think the two bigger roots are, you know, the fact that he does trust guys more, right? He trusts mm-hmm. AJ to be able to make those kind of plays yes. where before he might think, hey, I'm going to get three yards out of that. What am I doing? So his his brain formula is not working yeah. right. The thing I do want to say in offensive stats that is kind of interesting is, you know, as middling as the Packers have been on offense, and they are middling, right? They are <laughs> hovering between right. 14th and 18th, 18th right? right? And they've just kind of been living in this place that's just not a good place for them to live as an offense. And thank goodness the defense has been so good this year. But right. two places where Aaron Rodgers, to your point about his mastery as a quarterback, we are sixth in touchdowns, tied for sixth, and third lowest in interceptions and that right there that stat ball that is life, third baby. lowest in interception stats ball is, is life. that is an aaron Rodgers qb1 uh stat for the ages and that is what is keeping us alive those three or four extra games him not turning over in our defense yeah, of course. you know it's, and that's the thing and then the the giving the, the defense <clears throat> there's so many hidden things right like if you talk about aaron Rodgers not turning the ball over obviously that's how they've won for a very long time in green bay because Yep. You don't – the ball is life. You don't give it away. You don't give the opponent opportunities. But also kind of coupled into that, and I thought of that during the game, during watch party, having a punter who can actually, like, get pin opponents inside and a special teams unit that did do good work in this regard. Like, yeah, give opposing offenses long fields. Like, you're going to mess up more often yeah. than not, or your defense is 
more often than not, hopefully, if it is playing at a high level, going to get off the field on a third down before they get into the scoring position. Like, how many times do we have J.K. Scott with a 20-yard shank to put the defense out there yeah. at the at their own 40 or, God forbid, our, our 40 and, right, you know, one first down and they're in scoring position. So all of a sudden you have a punter who can actually flip the field and does more often than not. That is such a boon when you couple it with a quarterback who never turns the ball over. I mean, that you talk about winning football. Talk about complimentary football. Packers are starting to cook with gas. Starting to cook with some gas. Um, let's talk about uh, the offensive line, and particularly one gentleman named Yash Nijman, I believe, is what I've heard it's supposed to be. I don't okay. know. It's like her three different pronunciations. I got to talk to Yash next time I'm in town to get the correct, uh, how it is said. But he might be a robot. AJ brought this up uh, last night on Carry the G. I mean, you talk about a guy who is just technically sound, maybe not the most athletically gifted, but very quiet, goes about his business, and just does it right. He might be a robot, and I think you don't need any more evidence than the touchdown celebration he had with AJ after AJ's touchdown reception. Let's roll this here. Um, <laughs> this is just, I'm a, this is phenomenal. And if you haven't heard the story behind this, please go watch Carry the G because AJ told us how they came up with this. And one take, baby, one, one take. take. One take in, uh, at the end of walkthroughs on Saturday. I absolutely love it. And I love that Aaron I Jones say, was part as of it, a, too. 100%. I will say, as a broadcast field producer uh, who has had his share of New Year's Eve in Times Square trying to make moments like that happen for <laughs> national television, right. those are hard to do. Yep. They're very hard to do. <laughs> you would be surprised. It's not as easy as I'm going to do the touchdown dance, right? It all has to work out. Like, Aaron, you had brought up, like, the fireworks in the background right That's in the so beginning cool. of the shot and then right. hitting them on the side and the fact that the cameraman's in the right position. I mean, it's all it's all got to work right. And now that's a little piece of broadcast gold, which I love. I, I absolutely love. love it. It's phenomenal. And the fact that they just kind of did it on a lark at the end of walkthrough and then it, it came to fruition is just awesome. Um, now it's a thing. Now it it's is a, a total thing. And now we expect it. Now I want it. I want more of it. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like, okay, hey, give speaking, me the robot. Speaking of wanting more, I want more Equiminius St. Brown. This guy yes, is please. rising to the challenge. This guy was cut coming out of camp, and now he mm. is producing. I mean, it's not he's not huge numbers or anything like that. We know that. But, man, I think he could be a legitimate weapon down the stretch. The way Aaron Rodgers mm. keeps bringing him up unprompted for yeah, how well he's playing. Um, not only – clearly, you know, we all know, especially, you know, if you are a guy who was on the practice squad, which EQ was, um, you know, your contribution – your way onto the field is through special teams, and EQ is killing it as a gunner. And so now he's getting more opportunities. A couple weeks ago in Minnesota, this past week against the Rams, he had a key third down conversion where, you know, Aaron Rodgers and trust, we all know what that means. He goes to EQ mm -hmm. in a big spot on third down to convert and move the sticks. I'm telling you, man, and this, the explosiveness that he kind of exhibited in Minnesota. I'm about that life, man. And he he puts his nose in there in the run game. Uh, he, this kid's bringing it. And I'm excited to see if he gets some more opportunities. And I'm very interested to see if maybe, just maybe, and I'm not, not predicting this, but just maybe, he starts taking some of Lazard's snaps. 
Mm. I'm just I'm very interested to see if that happens. I know they love Lazard, I mean, been... and I know they they're they're not going to give up on him, quote unquote. But EQ looks a little bit more sudden and a little bit more explosive, and he's doing the dirty work. So I think he's earning himself some more time on the field. That's I mean we've been waiting guess. for it. So oh, yeah. you know of course right round six pick two oh seven in the twenty eighteen draft, and here we it. are in twenty twenty one, hoping that you know he can he can take us this finally second half of the season. <laughs> I hey, love I'll, it. I'd I'll, love to see I'll, it. I'll absolutely take it. Let's what flip. do they say? No, they say ride receivers. You know, three, three years, years. Three years traditionally, although modern NFL that. That's kind Modern of NFL. That's thrown that's out the window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now yeah, if you're not you like scoring like, five uh, touchdowns, Jefferson, yeah, your first month and like, your first like two yeah. years, it's over. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. True. We'll see. Uh, let's flip it to the defensive side and the secondary. The aggression from the secondary. It's a bit of a boon and a little bit of an issue. Like you can tell that we showed the hotness, right? We showed Razul. and that pick six. It's awesome. You love it, and especially in that situation, you know you can jump stuff. However, you also saw him jump that, you know, route from the double move from OBJ later in the game, as well as the safety. In this case, it was uh, Amos, but you also know you saw Savage do it as well on the earlier touchdown to Jefferson. Their aggression is great, and it is, you know, something you want to harness and you want to utilize, and it's great. You love it, but, man, they got to be careful. They got to be careful, The the safeties especially. That is something that opposing offensive coordinators are going to see and look at on tape and go, mm-hmm, all right, I'm going to do what I can to exploit that. We've seen that you I know, mean, the last couple weeks now. I I, I hear that, and uh, I'm going to throw some stats at you, Nagler. I know you're not ready for this. You know, I, I know you're not used all to this. this. this all is, this, this is research. Like a, this My is like God. A, this is like a. Uh, Am I on with like Andy food? Herman? Is what like... is going on here? I'm, all this yeah, research, except for except for I don't have shitty food takes. Okay, <laughs> so. Um, all right. Fair. So I hear you on the secondary aggression. I totally hear that. Okay. I'm going to throw two things at you. One, we're eighth best against 20 plus yard throws. So what does that tell me? That tells me, but we're third best in the league, third worst and third worst against 40 plus yard, uh, uh, throws Tosses. with 10. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, on the long balls, we're not doing so well, but on the mid-range stuff, we're doing a lot better than we usually do. That is very true. That is very, very true. But that's kind of, you know, the issue. Like, that's what I said coming out of the Minnesota game. You put that on tape, people are going to start keep, – they're going to keep going at it. They're going to keep going to it until you show you can stop it. And the Packers against the Rams didn't show yeah. they could stop it. Teams will keep yeah, doing and this. I, yeah, like it's coming. Get yeah. ready because the Bears are going to do it too. Doesn't matter if it's Andy Dalton yeah, or whoever is, I quarterback. I, I, you know the 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 funny thing is is that you know do we get Jair back? That's well, that's, that's the uh, crossing the fingers. But speaking of getting people back, you because know who I they wonder got if back. some of that aggression. Well, I just wonder if some of that aggression came from Jair, right? Like when you have Jair yeah, well, for this long and you're so funny used too, to being able right. to be aggressive with him He's and with end. Savage and with, um, you know, Amos, like those sure. guys are, you know, those guys being aggressive are being successful. So they had some well, success that's my point. early. Like, yeah, that's what I was that. saying. Like they're, they're, they're playing well. Like I'm not dissing them or hating on them or anything. It's just that aggression that can be used against you sometimes. And that's what they got to guard against. Yeah. But talking about getting guys back, how about Rashawn Gary? Rashawn Gary 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Wow. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, come on. Rashawn Gary just literally like misses a game and they have, you know, they have to send a lot of pressure because they're missing their stud pass rusher. And he shows up second drive of the fucking game and is like, mm, no, I'll take this football. Like we've had kind of a slow start. Let's let's have a big play right here at the beginning of the game and completely flip this game on its head. I love this kid. I love his play. I love how he rushes the passer. I love how he's growing as a technician. I love everything about him. And you'll notice, man, I hope that I God, I pray Z comes back at some point this year. Just so yes. Rashawn doesn't have to bear the brunt of the double teams. Holy cow. Yeah. And that's no knock on Preston. Kenny, yeah. Preston is is doing his job, right? But man, teams are all over Rashawn Gary. Like as yeah. soon as they see him, it's fo- the and especially after he got the sack fumble, it's like the one <laughs> of the few times he was soloed up. He made it. He had a, he got a holding call later in the game when they tried to solo him up. It's like if you don't double him, you are in trouble. So I I just I love this kid. I love that he's back, wrecking things. I hope the bye week gets that elbow perfect for him and he just continues to terrorize quarterbacks because oh, I love watching him play. Um, and then finally on the defensive side, that. Barnes shows up. And I've, I've, this, this is kind of interesting how can we get a game where <coughs> Campbell and Barnes are both awesome? Because it seems like when one is awesome, the other one? one is just Didn't like. We, have, we had one game. No, the Kansas City game, game. Uh, Barnes was awesome. Campbell was good but not great. And then the next week, Campbell was great and Barnes was a little under the you know, under the radar, not under the radar, but like less than great. And then now Barnes is great, and Campbell has a not as great game. Like I just the game where the two of them, Campbell and Barnes, the only law firm you need to call when they have mm-hmm. a game, a great game at the same time, it is going to be fucking awesome to watch. Like I'm going to lose my mind because what's great is obviously they're playing winning football. And one picks it up, and the other one's like, okay, I'm trying, but I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. The other guy's like, oh, it's all right, man. I got it. This week it was Barnes saying, it's all right, man. I got it. Like the, when the, But when the two of them hit together, it is going to be fucking awesome. And I cannot True wait. True story. Cannot wait. True story. Um, one, more, one more little stat I want to give up for. Throw um, it. Throw it you know, down, big man. I, Throw it there's, down. There's two, there's two places where I feel like the defense can improve based on getting guys back and also where we've seen guys play right now. We talk about Barnes. Right. We talk about Devondre Campbell. Hopefully we get him back from uh, COVID, COVID reserve risk, right. after the bye week. But there's two ones, and you know it comes down to you know sacks and interceptions. And in both places right now, we're sitting right at 10th in the league. And you got to imagine we're going to ascend in those two statistics. And and if the defense can get some ascension there, they can actually improve I, in a major crazy. way. And that's, that's kind of crazy. crazy to think about when you think about this defense. Because, you know, it's funny because our secondary is so much better than it actually really gets credit for. Uh, uh, just compared to the rest of the league, which is incredible yes. when you think about Jair being out, right? Well, that's the crazy um, part. I thought I saw somebody on Packers Daily this morning. One of my chats was like, "They've barely missed Jair," and I was like, "Okay, slow down." Like, if they if they had Jair, the entirety of their kind of approach changes. 
Like, and I know yeah. it's like it's it's not like he solves everything. Like, there's no I'm not no. I'm not saying that, but like the approach and how they game plan and the things they can do on the back end as far as sending pressure and disguising things and maybe a few yeah. exotics here and there. Like everything changes. Like, totally equation he is, changes. He's one of the best blitzers we have. Well, that's the other thing. Like you <laughs> send him from the star position, put him in the slot, <laughs> send him after the quarterback. Yeah. Like he's a great athlete. He's insanely aggressive. He's, you know, he, he is not afraid to stick his shoulder in there, which we know that's how he hurt nope. it. But like that, he just changes the entire equation. And I, oh God, I hope we get to see him again this year. It's all I want. And we, there's been yes, videos please. of him at practice and all that stuff. So hopefully that's what we get. Obviously, we don't have a game to preview this week. So it's time for, uh, it's time for blogosphere. Let's do it, man. Let's go. <laughs> Week in the Packer blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey Benke, you know, yes. as Packer nerds, we like to consume everything when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, including all of the press conferences, all of the availabilities, and it, you, you tend to start to get into a rhythm, right? Like, you know which reporters are going to ask what kind of questions, how the subjects, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur or whoever, um, how they're going to respond for the most part. Like, it's kind of a kabuki dance that we all know. Like, yeah, sometimes the topics will change, but we all know how the ebbs and flows are going to go. The rhythm, if you will. Well, our good friends over at Underage Packers, um, Joey specifically, has absolutely captured this and freaking nailed it, as usual. Um, We're obviously not going to play the entirety of the video um, I highly recommend everyone check out their YouTube. YouTube channel. It is phenomenal. This video is freaking hilarious. But this, these are just two, two instances in this video. This is uh, the press asking Aaron Rodgers questions, uh, Joey's version of it, and I absolutely died uh, at the second one here. But like, uh, let's roll it. Next up, we have Ryan Wood. Hi, Aaron. Uh, you, you seem kind of exhausted. Have you had a Gatorade or water at all today? Yeah, Ryan, I, I've been hydrated. Uh, you know, some guys on this team chose not to be hydrated after <laughs> practice today, but um, that's their personal decision, uh, and I respect that, but I personally have uh, decided to be hydrated today. All right, we'll take one more. Let's go to Tom Silverstein. Uh, hey, Aaron, I know you just came off a game where you <laughs> scored 40 points on offense, but could you tell me, I, I just want to know, about the one negative play you had on offense, <laughs> that one singular play, can you tell me about it more? Uh, yeah, Spoon, I think I know what play you're talking about. Um, <laughs> you know, on that one late in the third quarter, kind of had MVS right on that inside route. Um, and I had Jonesy in the backfield as my check down, but really um, kind of just made a wrong read, tried to maybe force it to Tay a little bit, and uh, ended up going in uh, the other team's way. When the first time I watched it, I, I mean, that, if that doesn't capture Spoon <laughs> perfectly. And I love Tom. Yeah. Tom, Can you tell me that Tom one Silverstein. negative play? But, like, so if there, there, you could win 400 to nothing, and Tom would be like, well, you know on that second down when the left guard slipped and you seemed to have pressure, you gave up pressure real quickly? What happened there? Like, Tom is always going to find <laughs> the nit to be picked. 
Oh, that is yeah. just great. But I highly recommend seeing the whole video. He goes after Domofsky. He goes after me. Like he gets he gets everybody. It's I, I retweeted it out and I said nobody is safe. No one's safe. Does he? From does Joey. he? Does he? Ma- does he go? It's not my fault. No, does he do that? no, he does not. He he, that's the, that's he does have do a question about. Uh, he has me asking about the run game, which is what a shock, right? Um, wow, really? I know you exactly. About, you, Amazing. You, you got to ask questions, and you ask, coach. You you got to ask <laughs> the version of all season. This is Nagler. What? How many different ways can I ask about how and why the Packers are not running the ball more, and I, why whoa, they're whoa, not whoa, utilizing whoa. Well, their rushing I mean, kind offense? Of, I did. I asked about the empty formations. That wasn't specifically. That's run the ball more. That's an indirect way of saying that why is kind of indirect. Though, 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 it's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm Coach, just, what, you're, I see you running questions. a lot of empty. That's interesting. You know, why is that? <laughs> What's the opposite of empty, Coach? What if you were just like, hey, Coach. What's the opposite, What's the of, opposite empty? of empty? <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Power football? Power? Want to run some power? Be good. He'd, be, he'd probably turn it into like a like an existential question. Yes, exactly. Well, Aaron? Um, hey, speaking of Coach, life. speaking of Matt fullness Laf- in your life. Speaking of Matt LaFleur. You came up with a new uh, Cheesehead TV cocktail not too long oh, yeah. ago, uh, and you showed the world how to make it in the latest Cheesehead TV cocktail video put together by our own Tyler Herrick. Let's take a look at this. Tyler. What are you drinking there? Baby? What you drinking there? <laughs> what you drinking there? I love that. I love how. No, nah, you know what's great about my favorite part about that is the glass. That glass is so great. So good. It's well, got Lombardi. Funny is when I, it's got curly. When Lambo, I tweeted it out, like, uh, three of the responses were, "Where can I get that glass?" <laughs> like, you can't get that glass. No, I know. It's a really hard glass to get. It's so fun. The funnest part about making the cocktails is going up into my glass displays and being like, hmm, what Which interesting one? glass hmm. can I wear? And I just thought it was an appropriate glass for the La Floridora because, you know, Coach, I was saying this on, uh, on oh, I said this on Matt show last night. Every time you see coaches winning records right now, he's literally compared to three dudes in a fedora. It's yep. great. <laughs> So true. Um, hey, do we we want to take some some chats? I don't think it was. Yeah. Oh, and script, by the but... way, we're coming out. Tyler uh, Tyler has to get some editing done, but uh, the next cocktail video. I know everyone is like waiting with waiting bated at, breath when it takes two months between cocktail <laughs> videos. Um, so um, we're gonna release our the the official. Uh, Cheesehead TV Bloody Mary oh, recipe. It is shit. about 13 ingredients, and we're not even playing around. 
the there's only one there's only one thing the spice mix there's like somebody was like well you can't give everything away and i was like well i, I made it i did make the spice mix so i don't reveal what's in the spice mix but um <laughs> other than that you get everything and if you make it it'll be just like uh, it'll be dope just like uh, we make it here it's gonna be nice um yeah let me see where we go all right so we got luke karns first up luke, thanks for the up, super luke? chat uh, so bummed I can't fly out for the Patreon meetup. Please use this cash for a couple beers on me. Hope to hang in person soon. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks Luke. Luke. Uh, Adrian, Goody seems to have an abnormally good record in the draft and free agency. Is his scouting operation way above the rest of the league? And if so, why? I wouldn't say it's way above. I think it's top tier, though. I think he's done a really good job. Remember when Elliot and Alonzo and those guys left, everyone was – not everyone. The media was very hyped up on – what is he going to do uh, for his top lieutenants, et cetera? And I think he's done a really good job of bringing guys along. He obviously brought in Milt Hendrickson, who he knew from way back in the day, who was with the Ravens. If you look at the Ravens under Ozzie Newsome, they've had a very good track record, and I think Milt coming in has helped in that regard. But he's got a lot of talented guys working with him. That's a big part of it. Uh, then we got, oh, I gotta go to my thing. And then we got Sean Nelson, Sean Nelson. I enjoy Rogers being somewhat forced to throw from the pocket because of the toe. Another example was Chicago week one, a few, a few years back. Absolutely. And that was actually the thing I, w- I wanted to ask him when we get him back next week is how's that feel? Is it hearkening back? I was thinking of 2014 when he had that calf injury and they had to go pistol all the time and he had, he was forced to work from the pocket. I think it's pretty, pretty clear. Sean with the follow up. Seems to perform better from the pocket, is my point. LOL. Forgot to add that. Go, back go. <laughs> No, no doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, so we got Robbie Little. Thanks for Super Chat. Four, uh, if my math is right, could the Packers clinch the division with one Vikings loss and a win on SNF? I believe so. Ooh. I believe so, but um, uh, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure, but I, I think so. We'll start getting missives from the NFL soon, playoff scenarios and what have you. And we got on Facebook Sandy Robinson Guntharp. Thanks for watching, Sandy. We'll have an we'll we'll have an offense and a defense. Go pack go. I mean, who would have thunk uh, it, a lot right? Of heart emojis. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I so want to Julie Jordan on uh, Facebook. I don't know her, uh, but uh, she put on here, and you know, this is going to create a little bit of controversy, but just a point of view from people, other people. Aaron Rodgers should refrain from comments on COVID. He is misinformed and blindly stated that only two percent of people would know what COVID toe was before all of this. All doctors, nurses, patients, and relatives and friends of COVID patients would certainly know what COVID toe is. Great QB, stick with that. Ooh. I understand that sentiment. I, I Yeah, I get it. I, I, I bring it up just because, you know, it, it definitely deserves a point of view among Packer fans. Daniel Gingrich on Facebook, who would have thought a huge part of this team's identity would be a Joe Barry defense? Love this team. All I can Zero say people. is out there Literally somewhere no one. in the, in the, I should have pulled this, there is a Joe Barry fan cam in existence at this very moment, and it is phenomenal. Seek it out on Twitter. What are you talking about? See, because you don't have children, so you have no idea what I'm talking about. But I have three daughters who make fan cams all the time, and there is a Joe Barry fan cam. What's a fan cam? You'll find out. I'll send it to you. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I already don't. Okay. Overshadow Sean. Thanks for the super chat. Five whole dollars. Enjoy the break, gents. Thank you, Overshadow. Go, Pat, go. Yes. And that's what we have. Appreciate everybody. Awesome. 
uh, everybody hey, speaking, uh, showing up tonight. Yes. Speaking of appreciation, A, thanks for sticking around while we uh, were late. Uh, but B, thank you and big shout out to all our Patreon members. Uh, Patreon.com slash Cheesehead TV. If you want to support Cheesehead TV, everything we do with the brand, it is greatly appreciated. Uh, all we ask is $5 a month. It supports the video side, all the content, the website, social, everything we do. And hey, big, 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 big shout out to Charlene, who has thrown together an awesome event coming up next, not this, obviously, but next, the next Packers game at Lambeau. Sold out. We'll be at Lambeau uh, the night before for our Patreon event, which is at capacity. So thank you to everybody who is joining us. It's amazing. We, you know, there were several areas we could have gotten when I was talking to Charlene and she was like, how about this? What about that? And I was like, oh, this one, you know, is more than enough. Well, we have totally filled that as far as like capacity. So next year, maybe we'll do something bigger. I cannot thank every Patreon member enough. You guys really mean the world to us. So thank you so much. Uh, Corey, you got anything 100%. else? We're going to go back to a couple super chats. Oh, we there we go. We got more. a few more. And, right, uh, one one uh, we got is uh, from Quinn. Quinn says, first live transplants. You guys do an amazing job. Keep it up. Appreciate Thanks, Quinn. You, you, Quinn. Should, you should check it out Thanks sometime for joining when, we're, us. when we're not a half hour late. It's amazing. There you go. Um, uh, Matt Mamba. Matt Mamba. Matt Mamba. If you have not checked out Matt Mamba's videos, please do. <laughs> please do. They are on Unstable our Cheesehead TV fan. YouTube. Unstable Packers fan. Did Corey get to all his notes? I did, Matt. I had a couple more, but I didn't want to nerd out too hard with y'all, so I, I kept it I kept it easy breezy. And I know Nagler can't handle me when I uh, Nagler can't handle me when I when I throw some math at him. He's like, wait, no math, who no. are you right now? No math, no, no, no math. I I, I was told there'd be no math, so that's good. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. You are why we do what we do. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. What do we like to do? Put the best what out there? Come on, Nagler, help me out. Best five, all right? Best five. That's not my job. <laughs> That's not my job. <laughs>